1: Hey, welcome to Lee and Ryan, The Dealmaker Podcast. And in this episode, I'm gonna be taking you behind the scenes to one of my keynote talks at one of my live mastermind days where I'm gonna be answering three very important questions. Question number one, how do you stop someone from stealing your property deal? Question number two, if you don't have a network and you need to raise money, where are you gonna go? And question number three, do you raise money for it just to sit in the bank? So let's go behind the scenes now, strap up, because this is gonna really help you start scale and grow your property business. Um, you know, so my question is: some people out there, when we approach some investors, they're already smart people, which are obviously good with money. Some will have experience with properties, maybe they don't have the time, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So let's say we approach someone that I know this person can say, can I know how he thinks and he might want to steal the deal from me. So let me present, sees the deal, and then he's gonna to think to himself, actually I can make the time and make this still work for me, get a whole shit about myself, you know? How do I protect my- How household? do you do that, yeah? Okay, good point, yeah, yeah. How, how do you protect someone stealing the deal? Well, a couple of points on that. Number one, if you think they're the type of person to steal the deal, then just stay away from them. Yeah, why would you want to even bother with that sort of person, yeah? But, Um, If it's more of a fear on you, then there's a few things you can do, yeah? I'll be honest with you, I've never worried too much about people wanting to steal my deal. And I just, I'm quite an honest, open trust, I trust people as well. But what you can do is you can, um, when you present a deal, just don't present the actual deal, present a dummy deal. Yeah. The other thing you can do is you can get them to sign an NDA agreement. I've never needed to do this, by the way, but you can get them to say, what's that, a non-disclosure agreement? Yeah, that it's private and they can't then go and make the approach themselves. Um, But I've never really got to that point, to be honest with you. I've either only gone to see people that I feel are good, decent people, um, or I've shown them a dummy deal. Because they don't really care, certainly on a on a fixed rate return. They don't really care. Some people feel that you've got to present this massive deal to them and you know take them round. Like I'll be honest with you, my private funders, they don't they don't really care. They're not investing in a particular deal. They're investing into me and the fact that I'm gonna give them that fixed rate return. And all I say to my private fund, look, your money is gonna come into one or two of our projects. And and now I don't really show them. Um, the deal or the address or the numbers. It's still good to have that little investor pack that I spoke about earlier. That's just really a hook to get someone from cold to warm. And a lot of the time that deal I have in there is just a dummy deal anyway. It's not a real deal. It's just its just a good deal that is going to make someone go, that's a fucking great deal. Okay, great. Well, give me your money, yeah? <laughs> uh, does that help, yeah? yeah. Don't overthink it. Um, are there a few sharks out there? Yes, there are. If they try and do you a bad turn, you're just not going to deal with them ever again. Cool. If, um, if you haven't got like a, you think you haven't got like a big network of people you know who've got a lot of money and you can approach like friends, family, colleagues, whatever it may be, and you're interested in obviously raising JV finance, but potentially with people that don't know you, yeah, and you don't know them, and, and you need to um, get that money relatively quickly of groups of you kind of recommend okay. to try to get there as quick as possible and to get into that area where there are Yeah, people. great. That's, that's a really good question. So really the question was, um, if I don't have a, a huge network myself right now, but I need to raise money, where else can we find the money? Yeah, So uh, obviously networking events. So you can just get to network. I, I have been in situations where I've gone to a networking event, but I go with purpose. A lot of people just go to chill out, hang out, have some free biscuits and a cup of tea and listen to a few speakers. That to me is not networking. So I'll show you some tips on what I do when I go networking. I go with purpose and I always set myself KPIs, key performance indicators. So I would always aim to get to the networking event 20 or 30 minutes early because I want to be the person at the entrance Shaking everyone, saying, hey, it's Liam, hey. And just, just being that sort of, that go-to person, yeah? Um, and, and I know some, sometimes for something that might be quite scary and not your normal character, but all you're doing is saying hi. You're just being friendly, right? So don't over, overthink it. Then what I'll do at that networking event, I'll make sure that I go and introduce myself to five uh, potential investors, But let's say, for example, one of them's a solicitor, one of them's a broker. They're probably not going to do much with me. They're there for different reasons. I don't include them in my five. But my intent is to go and introduce myself to five new potential people, exchange business cards, collect data, introduce myself, and then from those five people, I don't leave the networking event until I've booked in two coffees or two Zooms. When I used to do networking, it was coffees then, now it's more Zooms, right? Um, and then booking two. And let's say, for example, and it's Andy, right? Yeah. Let's say, Andy, you do that for eight weeks. You go to eight networking events, five people in, that's 40 people on your database, 16 coffees. If you go and have 16 coffees or Zooms with people that you met at a networking event, you're going to find the money, you know, relatively quickly. The problem is people don't have the coffees, they don't follow up. So that's what I used to do when I go networking. So get you out to networking. The other thing, Andy, is that you actually have a network right here within the Service Accommodation Academy and the Assets for Life community, which is the bigger Facebook group that I have. I know there's 10,000 people in there or 14,000, something like that. But you've, you've actually got a network right here. And there's people in this room that have got money that would invest Uh, But at the moment, they might not know you that well. So what you can do, and this applies to everybody, is you can tap into the network that you've already invested to be in. So do regular posts into the Academy Facebook group. Do posts into the Assets for Life community group. Just let people know what you're doing. uh, What you're doing this week, uh, an end of week roundup. Um, a challenge and how you overcame that challenge. When you're on a viewing, do a photo. When you're here today, do a photo. Start testing. And I know for a lot of people, social media can be a bit, oh, I don't really want to do that. Yeah, but you can do it in the private groups. It's not like your friends and family members are going to see it. And just start trying to get awareness around you, Andy, and who you are and what you bring to the table within the network that you've already been involved with. So that's the other thing, yeah? The other thing, and I've done this before, it's like shit. I, we we needed this, uh, it was 70 grand. Someone let us down last minute, and we I literally had 24 hours to raise the money. Now we had the money in our business bank account, but my whole thing is no money down. So I'll do everything I possibly can not to use my own money, certainly for my JV deals. So I was like. And I was sort of out of options. And you know what I did? I picked my phone up and I thought, what's the harm? I don't even know half the people in my phone, but I'm just going to call. And I just started to call people. 17 people I got through to. Most of them were not interested. One person, one conversation, one uh, 60,000, actually 60K in the bank within 24 hours. So sometimes it just comes down to being hardcore and just picking your phone up and just calling saying, hey, remember me? It's Liam. It's Andy. I remember when we last spoke, you were talking. I don't know. If, I don't remember this. I just make it up, right? But I remember when we last spoke, you were talking about you wanted to get some money working for you. Yeah. Yes, no, whatever. Oh, well. I just thought I'd give you a call. As you may know, I'm a property investor. I've got an amazing deal on the table. Would you like to hear about it? No harm in having a conversation, right, Andy? All right, let's go. And then you just pitch it. And then you might get a yes, you might get a no but it's important to start building your own sort of network as well, you know, through your social media.
0: Uh, I just want to clarify, probably you said that uh, do you ever raise finance to build like a buffer in case some opportunities come or is it all driven by opportunities that you already have on the table?
1: Good question, yeah. So do I just raise money So I got some money in the bank, right? <laughs> or do I wait for the deal, yeah? So a couple of points on this. W- what you don't want to do is raise money unless you're going to use the money, because then you're going to be paying interest on that money, okay? Uh, interest on that money. So what do I? What have I done in the past? Let's say, for example, you're one of my private funders, and we go down the 50-50 route, for example. You put in the money, I do the work, we're going to share it all 50-50. And let's just say it's 100 grand that we need, and you've got the money. What I'll do, Is I'll welcome you on board as one of my private funders. I'll get you to pay a fully refundable fee. So there's no risk for you. You'll pay, say, five grand to me. And then I've got 90 days to find you the deal. If I don't find the deal in 90 days, you get your five grand back, or you can renew. So you're comfortable. And In the 90 days, when I come to you and say, right, I need your other 95 grand now, if you then renege on me, and you're like getting cold feet, or you've done it all in crypto, or whatever, then I'm gonna keep your five grand for wasting my time. Yeah, and that's fair, right? Because there's a lot of time involved in finding deals, yeah? So that's that point. If, if, uh, same situation, and it's a bigger amount of money, even on a loan agreement, I might still say I need five grand. Well, I do say I need five grand up front, and I'll call it on 90 days. Now, if you're doing a rent-to-rent deal, and let's say you've got someone today, and they're happy to give you the five grand, but you haven't got the deal, well, you're not paying a lot of interest out at 6% on five grand. So if I had to borrow the money now, then I'll just borrow it now as well. But as long as it's on sort a of low interest. So just say someone puts 30,000 in and it's not five grand. Yeah. So does that start to get group, a bit salty group, Yeah, so you've got to just look at what your liability is. So ideally, you don't want to borrow any money until you need it, yeah? But if it was just a few grand to get a deal over the line and you were like, well, if I don't get something now, I might lose the investor. And by having that five grand coming at a low interest rate is going to give you that confidence and spur you on to go get a deal, then you might justify paying a little bit of interest out on that. If it was 30 grand or 40 grand or 50 grand, well, that's a different story. You know, you, your, your liability on that loan is, is a lot higher. So what I would do is say, well, look, no problem. You're going to be one of my private funders. Uh, I haven't got a deal right now, but I'm gonna now hunt for a deal. So you'd pay me a, a two grand or three grand deposit holding fee the thing, yeah. and then do the same thing on the 90 days. Yeah, that's the thing you can do, yeah? My, my recommendation to everybody, even if you're in a position where you don't have funding to do that first deal or that second deal, just go find deals. If you get something on the table today or tomorrow, if you dig deep enough, and you shout enough, and you make enough contacts, I'm pretty sure everyone in this room can go and get three to five grand. If it was a matter of life or death, raise your hand if you'd go get five grand, raise your hand. Yeah, so come on. Yeah, so a lot of people, obviously if you're doing bigger deals, then of course you've got to focus more on the money. But certainly for rent to rent, service accommodation, you don't need a lot of money to get deals over the table. Hey, so I really hope you've enjoyed coming behind the scenes to one of my live keynote talks. The property market is very strong right now. There's a lot of opportunity out there. You've just got to get focused, make a decision, get educated, take action, get a great mentor, and just believe that you can start, scale, and grow a very successful property business. Stay tuned for more episodes. And hey, leave me a review. That would really, really help. Thanks for following me, and I'll see you very soon.